Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a Walk in the Park podcast. This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun. The extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. The preview. In this episode, Riss and I spend a great deal of time talking about the Australian Open and, of course, Donald J. Trump. If neither of these topics interest you, you might not want to listen to this episode. But if you don't listen to this episode, you'll miss some very entertaining stories involving the game of chess and Pat the Patriot. We always crack ourselves up and think we can make you laugh too. So please, listen and enjoy. We are doing such good work on this hideous morning, Marissa. We are trying to. I like it when you set the weather for us. Can you set the weather for us here? Oh, okay. standing over a small universe and just going now I didn't want to go out in this weather however <laughs> I'm glad I did because I know that once I'm done I'll be like all right cool I went for my walk today so it's all good that's right oh man every time we go out somebody's doing something somebody's doing something I know they just don't understand they're trying to test our editing capabilities Marissa and they're not there yet <laughs> oh they're us. testing us that's the background Noise. Oh. oh my goodness, but um, well, so much to talk about, but should we start with tennis? Uh, well, I mean, the heartbreaking Australian Open, yeah, specifically, it's, it's been a heartbreaker for a lot of people, and uh, I mean, a lot for Serena. So, I was watching last night the commentary, and who's the doubles? I forget her, her name. She hurt her knee that in that one oh, doubles yeah, match. Oh, yeah, Bethany Yes, love her. She was actually commentating, and she happened to be in, they were, normally when matches are going on, she says in the locker room, they have all the the screens up and running, but they, they had the sound off. Okay. But with her particular match, they were all watching and rooting for her. With Serena's match? Yes. Okay. And she said... It was, the sound was on, we were listening, and it was getting crazy. And then when she lost, we were like, oh. Like, everybody got well, like, And she just lost in such spectacular, awful fashion. Yes. Like, I literally think those may be the worst six games of tennis, or however many she had to play, seven. So she rolled her ankle, and then she started playing like that. Yes, although in her press conference, of course, you know, they're asking her, how about the ankle? Why didn't she call for the trainer? Yeah. She's like, well, I typically like to tough it out, and I didn't really, you know, think it would be that bad. And, of course, here's the thing about Serena. People ask her the questions, and she's not going to be in that scenario anything more than gracious. Right. Like, right. 
she wasn't going to take anything away from uh, Pliskova right. by saying, yeah, I wasn't playing my best and that's why she beat me. Right. And I was injured. Right. She's not going to say that, even though. They keep asking her that's the same question. But then, do you know what happened in the women's semifinals yet? Um, Have you watched those? Because I don't want to ruin it for ooh, you. It was Collins and Kvitova. Uh, Kvitova. Kvitova. Can't pronounce these names. <laughs> no. And then the other match was Osaka, Osaka and Pliskova. Pliskova. I did not, and I was thinking of probably watching them this afternoon because right. they'll be replays. So we, yes, they were replaying them this morning. Um, but what I wanted to get back to was Bethany Maddox Sands had mentioned that once they saw. Once she got back, in, Serena got back into the locker room, they shut the volume off. Right. And they all got real quiet. Yes. But she's like, she walked, oh, Serena walked over and Venus met her in the locker room. And they were talking and Serena was kind of crying. Yeah. And Bethany was like, I felt so bad because A, I didn't want to sound like I was eavesdropping. Right. But I just happened to... But then let me come and report it on national television right. because I was eavesdropping. Exactly. Like, she came around, saw the both of them, saw what was happening, and backed out. And they just kept going around the other way to get out to her match. Um, but I was like, okay, nice nice of you to report that. Yeah. <laughs> and here she was. I had seen her press conference, Serena's press conference, and kind of felt like, what happened? She just and that's so unlike her. I know she hurt herself, but she was at match point. She had four match points. Uh, I mean, so the oh my God. thing. <laughs> it's raining. We deserve bonus points. Um, so yeah. the thing that I want to point out when you watch the Kvitova Collins match. Yeah. That effing chair umpire, Carlos Ramirez, is in the chair. Oh. Okay. The guy who yeah. screwed Not Serena, in my opinion. Not a big fan. Whoa, you just wait. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, um, um, but you know what? Up until just recently, I was not aware that as a player, to the chair on the line calls and ask, should I challenge or should I not? And they can tell you, yes, you should. It was questionable to me. No, you shouldn't. It was out by this much. Yeah, they can they can ask. I don't think they defer. They still make their own decision to challenge. Right. Yes. Uh, but I thought but that was actually interesting because I really never knew that. I think it happens more now because players have the challenge system and they yeah. know if they're wrong they'll lose the challenge and they don't want to be early in a match you know and blowing it right and of course I mean if there's I mean the chair is supposed to make corrections if he or she sees the call yeah. right they might yeah. not make an overrule on a call on the far side lines but like right service line or you know right in front of them right but uh so okay yeah, yes so do you know what happened on the men's side uh just i know that nishikori had to retire yeah which um, I'm, I'm waiting for people to start getting mad at him 
Like they got mad at Djokovic back in the day because this is like the third time he's done this. Yeah. Uh, and it hasn't been like the third time. It's not just to Djokovic. It's not just so to it, Djokovic. It has but happened to him more. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, it's definitely happened to him. This may have been the third time in like 18 matches, but. Did they say it was a thigh problem, right? I think it's just a, he's not in good enough shape to play in the majors, like to go yeah. the five sets. Right. Because he had all these five set matches before, and this, you know, match with Djokovic, and they were saying like he just doesn't have the, the yeah the the wherewithal to go those five sets. Yeah. So. Especially against somebody who's very fit. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, he won, like, a set and a half, but all those other five-set matches had done him in. Right. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So, obviously, I hope Djokovic wins on the men's side. side. Oh, you know, you don't... Wait, I can't remember. You're not a big fan of Nadal? Oh, no, I'm... Well, I have no problem with him. I just want Djokovic to win. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean... I like them both, and I just want a good match. Yeah, I just... I don't know if it's his stupid little OCD things or picking his butt or whatever, but I just don't enjoy watching him play that much. Right. Um, I mean, clearly he's awesome. Right. But... I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe that's the problem it's like watching him play matches when he's killing everybody right it's just not that interesting to me right whereas when Djokovic is killing everybody I'm very happy it's yeah. just like who you're like I was telling Jonathan like on the men's side Djokovic is really the only player who I will watch every point and I'll still watch it if I know the results. Huh. Better is a close second. Tennis is a sport that I will not typically watch if I know the results. Right. Me neither. It's not. But sometimes I do have to see what happens. Well, that's right. I mean, but I, I might watch, try to watch certain key moments, but I wouldn't watch. Yeah. The no, whole match. I. I generally try not to open up Google or anything during yes. an open because if I haven't watched it, I don't want to know. Right. It's just flashing there. Whereas football, I can watch the same game over and over and over again because I'm training my mind to see everything. Good. So that I can make the call <laughs> Okay, so before the ref does. Now we can move to NFL. What do you think of that call on the they're still reviewing, even though the game's over. Well, so the fallout, here's one of the funny things of the fallout. Some knucklehead bought uh, one of those billboards. Yeah, so, I saw it. And I was like, dude, you spent $100,000 or something stupid on a billboard when you could have just given that money to charity. I mean, really. Anyway, yep. but I thought that call was... Oh, the non, that was the worst non-call I've ever seen. I immediately said to Jonathan, 
Where's the pass interference call? He literally tackled that guy. Right. So, I totally agree. That screwed the Saints. It probably did change the, like... The dynamic of the game. The dynamic of the game. That's exactly right. But the reality is, Drew Brees threw that interception, and that's what lost the game for them. I mean, it's... And it was horrible, and this is like... Drew Brees is a great quarterback, but this is why he's not the GOAT. Right. Goats don't make mistakes like that. Now, having said that, if anybody cares and listen to this, it'll be like, what about the two interceptions Brady threw? What? And actually, they neither one was his fault. One? <laughs> no, I'll explain why. I know. But one, the play design was such. The one in the end zone, which didn't end up costing them any points, was such that Brady was going to be throwing blind. Pretty much. Like, he knew where Gronk would be. Right. But there, I mean, they just, the Chiefs just read the play, and the linebacker dropped back, which is not something he would typically do in that scenario. They just had, they just got the play. Right. They just knew exactly what was happening. Right. And so, you know, that's what happened there. And then... The other interception, <clears throat> Julian effed it up. He should have caught that ball, and instead he tipped it up into the air. Right. So to me, that's on the receiver. Right. Um, but, yeah, so everybody's outraged <laughs> about the Saints' call. And it was a horrible non-call. I mean, here I am, like I said, clearly. I mean, I'm watching it on TV. I don't have any better view than the lines person standing right there. Yeah. Like you can see but in the replay. Such thing as replay, 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 and it's obvious. Oh, I, mean, I know. It's obvious. But you can't, it's not a challengeable call. Why not? Which is just not one of the ones that the NFL has said you can throw a challenge flag for. Uh-huh. Now they're talking about possibly changing it. Right. But it is, it is weird. So, but still, and of course, everybody then in the Chief Patriots games thinks, you know, the refs gave the game to the Patriots. It's just, Oh, uh, so yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How every time I'm like, so the nobody pays attention to the calls where the Patriots get screwed, right? right? They just pay attention to the ones like the one where you know I went back and reviewed the uh, play where Belichick threw his tablet distance. all over the place, yeah, yeah. threw it on the ground. That wasn't good enough, minutes, and tossed it yonder. <laughs> Because the refs let the Chiefs get away with an illegal play. And that led to the touchdown. They didn't call the pick. And that was, I think that was the touchdown that let the Rams go ahead, maybe? Right. We're not Rams, sorry. Uh, Let the Chiefs go ahead. Then, this is my favorite part of the whole game. So, you know, there's been this coin toss rule in effect for who knows how many years well at the start of every game and then in overtime and now because the Patriots were lucky enough to win the toss in overtime and get the ball first people are bitching that the rule needs to be changed sure it's only when the Patriots they're like oh you know the NFL MVP Patrick Mahomes didn't even get to go on the field in overtime and that's just 
so outrageous. So Kansas City only had its defense to go up against the Patriots. I'm like, what the hell? Fuck you, people! That's how football works. Oh my god. And yeah, so sorry, you know, that the Patriots won the toss. Like, yeah. Like when they're people are bitching about that, I'm like. I know, but it is they just it is. look like such big effing crybabies. Oh, I know. And whiners. I know. And, you know, I think we've talked about this before. That's not who I am. I root for my team. And I will, under certain circumstances, like, root against another team. Right. Or, you know, pick one. Yeah team over another, but I didn't go on Facebook and freaking whine about it. Right. I mean, it's just like people just it's annoying just to see all well, the whining. I can end this conversation on a funny note. The guy who interviewed Tom Brady asked me the game. Okay. You know, the questions are, how does it feel to be going back to the Super Bowl? If you watch the replay of that questioning, that line of questioning, he asked the same question like three times. Yeah. In different ways. I'm yep. Like, what kind of idiot? Don't you have anything else planned? I know. Nothing else to ask. Just trying to see if you can suck some more information. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. Sports journalists interviewing players come across as extremely incompetent people. <laughs> Sometimes they do, yes. You really want to throw them. Ask them, like, how excited do you think your kids will be? How excited do you think your wife will be? What was your favorite play of the game? Like, I don't know. It's just also ridiculous, and yeah, you know, people. Whenever the Patriots win, people are always trying to figure out, or the NFL is trying to figure out, what rule can we change so that this never happens again. Right. That's fine. If you want to change the overtime rules and say every team gets a possession no matter if a touchdown is scored, then go ahead. Change that rule. But the Patriots did nothing wrong by winning the effing coin toss and going and scoring a touchdown. That is what they are supposed to do. Right. Come on. So. Like, they're going to win the coin toss and say, we're going to receive. No one does that. Not under these rules, they wouldn't. So, and not under the circumstances in a championship game. It's like, it's like in tennis. If you won the coin coin toss or something, you know, you get to choose whether you want to receive or serve. It it just is what it is. Yeah, their point is just the way overtime is structured. Like, one offense might not get to take the field, and you know they were they were. And yeah, actually, you know what? 
the Kansas City defense is not great. I mean, they ranked either dead last or near dead last in defense. So wow. they're totally, which just shows, I mean, they aren't, they aren't as great a team as people think they are or as their record might suggest. Their defense stinks, and the way they win is their offense has to go crazy, which, you know, they were able to do to get themselves to where they were. Hey, it was still a good game. It was a good game. I know you freaked out a couple times. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I did. And now everybody keeps, not everybody, but a lot of people, are like, are you going to the game? Are you going to the game? (laughs) I'm like, no. (laughs) You clearly don't know how I watch football. Yeah. It's alone in my dark basement curled up in the fetal position, rocking back and forth, <laughs> waiting for something bad to happen. So we shall, we shall see. And then of course, everybody's worried because because of the partial government shutdown, things at the airports seem to be going a little slower than usual. Yes. And, uh, not sure what to say about that. I, did hear something funny, or something funny came across my uh, news, was that Pelosi is telling Trump he can't deliver the State of the Union address during a partial government shutdown. I have no idea. He can do whatever he wants in terms of that. Well, I don't know, actually, because we were already supposed to have had it, I thought. I don't know. I always thought it was no, it's usually around this time because originally it's the inauguration on January 20th. Right. And so they would, um, every year it's just around the same time. But if, I mean, it must be in control of the house if Pelosi is saying, no, you can't. Right. Um, which is news to me. But well, we've can, never had a president yeah. as stupid and dumb as Trump. Then I also saw something, which I just find this fascinating. So somebody shared something in, in somebody else's comments and what they shared. I think it was a screenshot of a tweet from, I don't know if it was a Republican congressperson or something and they said that the house voted to give the all of the federal employees even the ones you know affected by the partial shutdown their first paychecks of 2019 and it didn't pass because the democrats all but six of them voted against it yes and so they're like Republicans are up in outrage. I'm like, your stupid president is the one who can end the shutdown. Right. And you can't just give away money that isn't authorized. The reason these people aren't getting paid is because Congress has not been able to pass a budget because Trump won't sign it unless there's $5 billion in it for the wall. So I'm not even sure legally 
that until there was a budget in place, that they would even be allowed to do that. Like, they literally might be breaking the law. I think it could all just have been a PR stunt, you know, to try to make the Democrats look bad. But I don't think people understand the government is partially shut down because they didn't pass a budget, which is probably legally required to have in place. And some parts of the government are still open because some are on like a two-year budget cycle. And this isn't their budget year. So they still have money. Or they have access to money that comes in from the outside. Or like, like the USPTO, the part of the government with which I work closely and would be greatly affected if it were shut down or even partially shut down, they have access to prior year's fees. So they're still running on money they collected in 2018. But eventually, if the shutdown keeps dragging on, then they won't have money to pay their employees. Right. And then my... It's a trickle effect. Yeah. So... It affects everything eventually. Um, yeah, it's just... It's a mess. It's a big, fat mess. A mess that could be ended. And in fact... Yeah. The Democrats had said, I don't know if it was earlier this month, Pelosi had said, let's do a temporary, like, four-week authorization to reopen the government fully, and we'll continue negotiating during that time. But at least that way people won't continue to be affected. And Trump's like, no, he doesn't care that people are suffering. He thinks that the Democrats will blink first. Yep. And... That he'll get his $5 billion for the wall that so many people in this country, even people I know who voted for Trump, don't give a shit about. They're like, I told you, I was having coffee with a friend who voted for Trump and said she'll gladly vote for him again because he's put more money in her paycheck and that's her number one priority. And she's like, I don't give a shit about a wall. I don't want a wall. Right. So. Well, and that, for me, that's not the important part of security. We have far greater concerns and that border wall isn't one of them. That ports are and typically, I think the NSA like everything that has to do with computers and the Chinese and the Russians Yep. all of that really needs to be secure and right. I don't even know how many trillions of dollars that would right. even cost. Right. But he said he was going to build a wall. That's why he's obsessed with it. If anything he should have really said you know what, I'm not really so concerned about the border wall. I'm concerned about other parts of security, and let's work on that. And then, you know, that maybe he could have gotten around it. I don't know. He's not smart enough to actually no. frame an argument or reframe no. one no. or change positions no. without his biggest fear, which is looking weak. Right. Because he is, at his core, a weak, insecure... Dumbass. Dumbass, yeah, basically, who's been propped up by money and people around him who are now of course you know going to jail so <laughs> this is really funny i was watching an interview with giuliani his lawyer yes and uh because now trump is tweeting i follow his tweets just mm-hmm. because i'm fascinated. i know i keep telling you you just have to follow the 
at unfollow Trump and they literally share all of his tweets. No retweets, no, right. you know, anything so that you can unfollow Trump because obviously if his Twitter, you know, numbers went down, he'd have a little coroner. But yeah, so I actually see all his tweets as well. I just see them through at unfollow Trump. And he was talking about how if anybody should be um, investigated, it should be Michael Cohen's father. <laughs> so I'm like, what? what I don't even know anything about that. Right. So now... They brought it up on CNN, and Giuliani's like, listen, you want to talk about Russian ties? Why don't you go after him? He's the one that's been dealing with the mob, the Russian mob, blah, blah, blah. What so, a stupid thing to like, say. How does Trump know about this unless he was also involved? involved? Right. You idiots. I don't know. I don't know, but it's always throw something out there, deflect for 24 hours or something else there deflect and keep deflecting. So I, I don't know. So something telling about Trump, and the reason I'm pretty confident that he probably did break various U.S. laws in his dealings with Russia is what he said about how he does business here in the U.S. And play. it was about his, you know, various construction deals and him being accused of like bribing or greasing palms or right he's like you have to that's how business is done if i don't give them this money you know then they don't do my they don't like approve my permits or do my shit and i'm thinking like yeah he's basically already admitted to working outside the rule of law let's say and he doesn't care because he thinks Everybody does it. That's how business is done. And yeah, maybe when you're not the president of the United States, people don't really care about it. But maybe you shouldn't have put yourself in such a political public hot seat. Right. And now I hope you suffer the consequences. I mean, I'd love to see him in an orange jumpsuit one day to uh, match his hair, match his hair and his I skin doubt tone. That happen. I, don't, I think it's all maybe. Uh... Oh, I think it's going to happen. He may die before he gets to jail, but I think as soon as he's not president, he is going to be prosecuted. Mm. Um, who knows, like, what the outcome will be, but somebody is going to prosecute him somewhere. Yeah, I, they might not care so much after he's done being president, unless he gets reelected. Well, if he's reelected, then he can't be prosecuted. Right. But, yeah. but at the end, he could... Oh, I think people will care, because... I mean, it would still be something that a prosecutor could make his or her career on, go down in history. Time, 32 only minutes, distance, 2 miles, prosecute, pace, 15 minutes, 59 put seconds in jail per mile, split, pace, 16 minutes, president. 13 seconds per mile. And he's such an asshole <laughs> that people, you know, they, there's no likability factor, so. Right. Anyway, we shall see. <clears throat> But in the meantime, um, I don't know. I just think it's really poor of him to make the American people suffer. Right. Because this is how he chooses to negotiate, basically like a terrorist. So, and America doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Right. So I have to say... Oh my goodness. 
All right, so one other thing I was thinking of, switching back from politics to sports, <laughs> is our upcoming curling lesson. Oh, yes. With our men. I know. Which was um, so sad for me that what we recorded after our first curling lesson, when I sent you that recording, it sounded like we were in some type of tunnel. I was like, what you was know, I doing with my phone? out loud. I didn't listen to it. I totally forgot. I well, forgot. you just have to trust me. It was unusable. Oh, no. I don't know where. I don't know why. Did I sub? So. Oh. But yes, but we had fun uh, curling. Right? Yeah, that was an interesting experience. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, so we're going to a different curling club this time. And I keep forgetting. Now it's probably too late. I told you, I'm ordering one of those curling on rubber things that goes over your shoe. Oh, really? Yes, because I hated that little thing that slid. Oh, yeah. Because it was really hard to control. I mean, it was just this flat, thin... It was a little thin... freaky, too. It was what? It was a little freaky, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just... You couldn't... I just thought this is not... This is the cheap way out. Right. Which, when you let 60 people into right. a lesson, then of course you're not going to have enough actual proper gear for them. But yes, so we're... My head is cold. <laughs> well, you're wearing a cap. Yeah, I am. Not a hat. Am, you know. And you're the one who texted me and told me to bundle up. Yeah, I know. Like a good one. Well, I knew I'd be wearing this coat. Uh-huh. And it's very... I think it's like for skiing. It's some brand sub zero temperature rated yes you could like be on Everest for an hour so and not my, die so my, bo- my body is sweating but my head is full Oh, I'm That's sorry okay. feels good I like it it's waking me up alright so a couple other random things just to know our listeners love it when we go random yep so that um, I don't know what you call it cream ointment tincture the, the joint thing. CBD. CBD. Yeah. Um, do you know, is that something Dr. B stocks and no. sells now? So you no. have to order it. You don't even, you don't have to. There's a place up the road from here, and I will tell you what it is, um, where you can buy it. And that's where I got it. Oh, you did tell me about that. Is that the Military Depot store? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are several here in the metro Atlanta area that sell CBD creams and oils and uh, just for the heck of it I bought some for um, Chris at Christmas time and he loves it I bought it for our friend my tennis sister that I play with uh-huh. she got some she loves it too um, but yeah it works pretty good well because I'm wondering if it helps with Vivian's hip flexors. Oh, yeah. She won't drink that stuff, that powder. Because didn't Dr. B sell us like a the Arthur? powder? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that wouldn't help. That That's not good. for joints and yeah. bones? Yeah, for uh, to rehydrate you properly after you've worked out. Oh, okay. That's why I don't generally drink it unless it's hot out in Tennessee. Right. Although... Cramp up. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Well, 
Oh, it's very cold. Yeah. But you know what? I won and I didn't care. <laughs> and you're going to end of season tennis luncheon today. Yeah. Although my tennis sister will not be there. She's not feeling well. She's got a trip tomorrow, so she's going to stay home and get better. Yep. Oh, my goodness. What else? I feel like we're so out of practice with recording. I know. We haven't been doing it enough. I don't think we've recorded since podcast night, January 11th. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. Uh, yeah, well, uh, both of, well, I don't know about you, but I haven't been drinking. I end my fast on Sunday. Right. So I'm thinking of using the gift card you gave me. Yay. For helping you out and going out to eat on Sunday. Nice. And celebrating by having a glass of wine. Perfect. Well, I did not stay. I, well, I mean, like I said, mine, mine wasn't for God. Mine. <laughs> but uh, I stuck pretty strictly to the fast metabolism eating plan for, I say, a solid two weeks. Okay. And then, you know, I was out of town in Knoxville last week in Providian's Gymnastics meet and when you have to go out to eat it's a little yes harder to eat according to the plan my one of my gymnastics mom friends wanted to go to the bar and have drinks i'm like yeah i'll drink <laughs> um but you know i don't know i you know me i'm not the most patient <laughs> person and so i told you my brother and sister-in-law did this 28 day diet and they both lost, like, a bunch of weight on it. My sister-in-law is super skinny, right. first of all, so. Um, so why did she do it? Just for fun? I think she did it, yeah, to be supportive of my brother. And she, who knows? I mean, she might have had five or ten pounds she oh, okay. wanted to lose. I didn't really see them during this time. It might have been before their wedding. Right. Um, and so... I mean, I was kind of expecting to be losing a bunch of weight. You know, I told you I was, like, off caffeine, and that was not making my life a happy place. Right. So, this week, I've kind of just been like, eh, whatever. I'm not following it this week. Because I'm not seeing a bunch of weight pour off me. Right. Maybe I've lost, like couple of pounds but well it's just it's the classic uh you know things don't work for me the way they do for the average person but I will say what I might go back and do is back in October I tried this cleanse the which is just like a bunch of shakes from the same fast metabolism right. meal plan. And I swear, in one week, I did a five-day cleanse. In one week, I lost five pounds. Wow. But it didn't stay off. Oh, yeah, well. However, I think if I did another cleanse and then started this eating thing again, like maybe it would stick. Does that make sense? Like, yes. 
So I think, you know, we're going to New York City this weekend, so I won't start it. But I think maybe when I get back from New York, I'll do the cleanse. And then I'll try to, because I was really very good. I mean, I have my meal plans all written out. And, you know, I made sure I bought the proper groceries. And then I'm one of those people, like, when my schedule gets, when my routine gets disrupted, it's a challenge for me to, rain it back in so this week is not very satisfying to me because I had a I mean the first 17 days of this year until I left for Knoxville I meditated every day I exercised every day I read every day and the Knoxville trip just threw everything off and I haven't recovered and things at work are stressful and I'm trying to manage Uh, them and well you have someone who you have childcare. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hire my um, carpool driver five days a week, but she doesn't have the time. <laughs> I'm like, I know Jonathan's like, wait, she can't drive Tuesdays? Well, I will be able to. I know. I've told him, I'm like, the thing is, Tuesdays are really complicated. <laughs> are they? He's like, I think she can handle it. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, so it's the same thing, like, at the start. Pick the girls up from school. Vivian goes to gymnastics. Naomi just goes along for the ride because she doesn't like to eat lunch at school because she doesn't like to socialize with the um, morons there. Oh, wow. Okay, that's heavy. Yeah. Then, But then, so whoever gets the girls takes Naomi out to lunch and then drops her back at the school at 1.45 oh. for her math tutoring session. Oh. And then somebody has to pick her up at 2.45 gotcha. from her math tutoring session. <laughs> so I told Jonathan, I'm like, this whole, that whole driving day, day I'm like, that's like a three-hour day. Yes. I mean, it's like, and I'm like, I don't know that, you know, somebody else is going to want to be taking my kid out to lunch. <laughs> and then, of course, the reality is, why are we catering to this child who already has such a cushy life? Suck it up, buttercup, and you eat at school, you stay for, you know, study. Yeah, that's Paul. actually what she should do. I know. So we may have to make her do that because then the Tuesday drive would be easy. It would just be like, you know, pick up, pick up and drop Vivian. And right. So we'll have to see how that goes. I thought maybe we could just stop math tutoring since Naomi is an A math student. But then her teacher sends this long email to everybody, not just us, about how this semester is ridiculously hard um grades will drop you know you're just gonna have to be prepared for that and so i'm like all right i guess we're not stopping the tutoring yeah (laughs) oh because otherwise naomi wouldn't have anything after school and it would just be a take vivian to gymnastics drop naomi back at the house anywho we shall see i can't believe we did it we did it and it didn't get much worse on the walk for us so that's good yeah pause workout 44, 44 minutes, 45 minutes. I'll, I'll round up for us because we're awesome. Okay, cool. <sighs> All right, well, All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. In the morning. In the morning. In the car. a really good uh, adjustment. I feel like I do, too. I don't remember the last time I was adjusted. Yeah, it's, probably, it's been a month. It hasn't, been, it hasn't been this year. Maybe did we go once together in December? Yeah. Okay, and that's yeah. it. Okay. All right. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, I like your nails. Thank you. It's, um, that's called a unicorn top coat. 
That's what my nail person decided. She's like, I think you still need to stay with something glittery. She's like, this is unicorn. I'm like, it is now. I'll change the underlying color, but get used to my unicorn nails. All of 2019. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Peace out. For now. article you texted me this very interesting article the other day which i've not fully read yeah i read like most i I would say i read 75 percent because once you get down to like the third or fourth paragraph it starts to be like random information related sub-related so i'm just that's why it's like you got to get to the through the first two paragraphs and if you sometimes you get what you need sometimes you you don't don't always get what you want right (laughs) on my phone and you know the more time I have to swipe I'm like man this is a long article yeah, forget yeah. it I'm gonna kill a tree and print but it. that was the Washington Post or was it the New York Times I this can't remember. was the New York Times yeah. one Trump says he'll delay speech until after shutdown as Democrats draft border security plan so the one thing that I found interesting because remember I couldn't remember how the heck this works and but it does so it did explain that I think maybe in the event not in the first couple paragraphs but it did say somewhere in here didn't it it says the the speaker of the house no sorry the majority leader of the house wait is that the same thing can you say it again the majority speaker or majority the sp- leader speaker of the house they speaker the of the house thing. god what's wrong with my You're brain good. oh yeah speaker nancy pelosi yeah so the House, let's just say, has to invite the president to come and give the State of the Union. Now this is all getting to be very... But that's how it always works. That's regardless of who's president, who's in right, control. but have you ever heard of that before? You know I what I'm saying? Like familiar. I've heard of the president being invited to speak, but I've never heard of anybody upholding it as if it was a law. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I don't think, I mean, yeah, it's not a law. It's not a it's law, but that's pers- how they're treating it. A rule. Oh, not a- even a rule, maybe just a um, protocol? Protocol, maybe. It says, Miss Pelosi had invited Mr. Trump to deliver the speech in a letter on January 3rd when she was sworn in as speaker. But in a second letter on January 16th, she warned that there were security concerns, announced that they, quote, worked together to determine another suitable date after government had reopened, end quote. Or that Mr. Trump considered delivering it in writing. That would be freaking hilarious. I don't even know that he could manage that. But um, it says, On Wednesday, Mr. Trump called Ms. Pelosi's bluff with a letter saying that he had checked and that the Secret Service had no such concerns. So he said he was accepting her initial invitation. (laughs) That is funny. Um... And then, but hours later, Miss Pelosi fired back with a letter of her own telling the president she would not pass a resolution authorizing him to come until the government had reopened. So, there you go. And I had heard, not in this article, but I think I had heard another one that Pelosi didn't want to, like, Secret Service is already maybe having trouble with all this stuff and just to put one more thing on their plate she was like we don't need to add one more thing but the constitution I believe requires that the president report out to the American people periodically 
And so that's why there perhaps isn't a hard and fast, it has to be done by this day because periodically is open to interpretation. And custom has just dictated that it's been done, you know, in the end of, yeah, the end of January, which custom in international law is actually a thing, but. Yes. Anywho. A thing. A thing. Okay, so I guess I want to know, there's been a little bit of rhetoric surrounding the shutdown in terms of citing like Pelosi and Schumer having wanted the border wall three or four years ago. Okay. So I want to know what changed their minds this time around. Uh, now, it's not nece- I don't think it's necessarily that they don't want it, or is it just they don't want to pay for it? I, well, okay, so I have, I, to, have you heard that? No. Okay, there was, there's been some I'll call it citing where during the Obama administration, Pelosi and Schumer in particular were mm-hmm. people who actually were wanting the wall. But I want I need to know why. Okay. What was the reference and why they were trying to vote it in? Well, but, Obama, Obama was the one who said no. Okay, well, so first we'd have to check our sources on that right. and whether they're actually true. Right, right. Um, and frankly, that would be a little bit of a research endeavor, but it should be easy enough to do if you want to pour through House proceedings because right. that would be a first a primary source not reported through the news. It would mm. just be like, this is this bill was introduced, this was... Well, I have nothing to do this afternoon so maybe All that's right. what I'll do. Yeah. And so I would need the line of thinking House proceedings, is that kind of yeah, how Well, so you'd need the time frame. Right. I don't, you don't want to be going through the last eight years of, you know... Right. House stuff, so you'd have to try to figure out when this cropped up, mm-hmm. and um, then because I'm not a fa- I'm not bothered by them not wanting the wall either way, but if it sounds like they did at one point and then they changed their mind, I just want to know what the change was right. because I don't like it when people are pushed up against the wall with no pun like, intended, yeah, no pun intended <laughs> with. Hey, you wanted this, and it could be over anything. It doesn't necessarily uh-huh. have to be government, sure. but it does happen sure. in politics more often than not. Yes. Where somebody says, I want this, and right. then, uh, a year later, I don't. So well, I, you always have to kind of wonder what changed their minds or why. Because people can change their minds, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, why can't someone just change their mind? Oh, people can definitely change their minds. Politicians get held more accountable yes. for it. Yes. Um, and yes, you'd hope if somebody changed their mind, it's because they've done more research, they've gotten more information, they've found a better way. So right. any and all of those things could be. Like, for example, as I recall, during the election cycle, when Hillary was running for president, people were giving her crap about, like, at a certain point, she had voted in favor of, I think, President Bush's Military, no, military efforts in Afghanistan and Iraq. Right. And then later, she changed her mind. Like she, so situations change, things develop. She decided, she's like, you know, I am no longer in support. And people gave her such shit for it. So politicians always get shit for changing their minds, even if they do 
have a good reason because there's always somebody that's going to be on the other side and they'll just be like, well, you were wrong to change your mind. Or, like, remember back in the day, like, was this in the 92 election campaign or, like, oh my gosh, was it like an 88, the Waffler, remember? It's like, you were a Waffler, that was the big thing, you could not be trusted. And here we are where Trump literally changes his position from tweet to tweet. Yeah. Nobody cares about it anymore. But... (laughs) Well, so it is interesting what's going on now. You know, the one thing I couldn't find that we talked about the other day was because I was wondering, because, you know, the Democrats wouldn't support the Republicans' proposal to give all of the federal employees who aren't currently being paid their first paycheck of 2019 while the government was partially shut down. Right. And I was trying to figure out what, like, what that meant. Um, You know, because of course the Republicans are like, oh, the Democrats claim they care about the people, but they don't care about the people because they won't pay them. I'm like, well, the way to pay them is to end the shutdown. And they're like, what incentive is there to end the shutdown? How is it even shut down if people are being paid for right. not doing work? I mean, right. if you're going to pay them, then why aren't they back at work? Right. So I'm just, again, not an economist, but it does kind of boggle my mind. So you're just going to you're going to pay the people, but not have them come to work because why? Like it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I maybe it's because I haven't had enough caffeine today, but I don't really Yummy. understand that works but anyway so the thing I haven't looked into is you know there are all these competing proposals like I've heard the Democrats proposal has included a bunch of money for border security and maybe even the full 5.7 billion dollars that Trump wanted for the wall but not for the wall they're like listen spend more on immigration judges spend more on actual people patrolling the border and isn't that like really better for the economy in the long run create Create long-term, sustainable jobs. But Trump, you know, the the real estate person in him and the builder, he's thinking as a builder, like, ooh, I would love to have that government contract to build that wall. I'd build it. Well, once the wall's built, then what? That work is over. Right. And then people are like, are you thinking about the ongoing maintenance of the... Like, if you're going to have ongoing expenses, wouldn't it be better to be payroll expenses to put Americans to work? Sure. And then you'd be protecting the airlines protecting the ports where most of the drugs and human trafficking takes place um you know i don't think there's a lot of drugs coming in through that part of the country well he only cares about the illegal immigrants and the illegal immigrants i mean let's face it how many people you know if a hundred people start out from wherever they are in mexico to try and get over that you know that that area maybe half of them listen maybe a quarter of them are going to survive the, the trek well i mean there's a lot more to it and yes people do get in through some of the board i yes, get that but there, it, we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of people well and you know really the statistics show that the large percentage of people in this country who are considered undocumented or illegal immigrants they came into this country legally and they overstayed their visa. Yes. So they aren't 
the people, you know, that Trump is trying to get everyone scared of, you know, the rapists and the murderers coming across the border to just commit crimes here in the U.S. Well, now, a lot of those people were already here, born here. Well, <laughs> and, yeah, thank you. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Can we say, well, and, you know, some statistics do show, I mean, clearly native-born Americans commit more crimes in this country than illegal immigrants. Right. That's just the fact. But um, the thing that bothers me as a lawyer is how we're not upholding the rule of law. Like, even this article, to which we agreed, says, you know, okay, Mr. Trump's bill would include $5.7 billion for the wall and extend protections to some undocumented immigrants, protections that, that he himself revoked. Well, I think it's the DACA, the Dreamers, oh, right, that he was right. trying to kick out, while sharply curtailing access to asylum. No, 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 no. You yeah. cannot do that. That is, I mean... And so, if you actually had a streamlined process where you had increased border security, if people got to the border, people were trained and intelligent enough to process them, and you hired more immigration judges, you could start cranking on this. I mean, you could, and that to me seems like a much better border security protection plan than building a wall, which I have heard Trump say himself is not going to be a completely solid wall. So I'm like, why is the rhetoric even about this? Because it's like there already is a wall covering parts of the border. It's a different wall in different places. And it's just so, oh, I don't know. Anyway, it says here, while the president is permitted on the floor of the house, he needs an invitation to speak. So that we, we did, we did, uh, did figure that out. Okay, so Representative Tom Malin- Malinowski, Democrat of your native state of New Jersey, Yay. quote, from my standpoint, and I think this is the consensus of the caucus, everything is negotiable. Border security is negotiable. Immigration policy is negotiable. Yeah. Shutting down the government is not negotiable, and we're angry yeah. about it. Yeah. Mr. Malinowski went on, if we give in to this tactic in any way, we will validate it, and there will be no end to these shutdowns, and the people who suffer today will be suffering again and again and we cannot have that. Now, anyone who thinks that this statement, that statement isn't accurate, I would really question them to think about how Trump does business, what he's written about in his book, The Art of the Deal. He doesn't care about the government being shut down. So, yeah, if you let him win here, then the next time he doesn't get something he wants, he's just going to try to shut down the government again. So, And that's really not, I don't think that's the appropriate way tactic to handle government. Nope. But, you know, I think he just thinks because he's a businessman, he can pretty much not worry about yeah, it doesn't the fallout. He doesn't know how a country runs. He doesn't know how a country runs. Or he doesn't care. He doesn't care, and no one's telling him. It's just like, I can't believe someone like Mike Pence, who's been in it for like a billion years, hasn't said, hey, dude. They don't want Trump to turn his rage on them. What he would do if people disagree with him. Yeah. All right, I just I just figured out the Democrats um, looking at this article mm-hmm. how they should defeat the wall, and okay. it's thanks to um, Representative James E. Clyburn, the number three Democrat. They don't say where he's from. Okay, so he said, "quote Using the figure the president put on the table, if his 5.7 billion is about border security." 
we see ourselves fulfilling that request, only doing it with what I like to call using a smart wall. <laughs> oh my god, that's literally what it should be. Smart wall versus Trump's wall. Which one do you want? Do you want a smart wall? Or do you want just an ordinary, you know, kind of ineffectual wall? Alright, we've got to make this thing a tweet. Smart wall. Smart wall. Hashtag smart wall. What is a smart wall? <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. So, I literally think it's what we just talked about. It. So, But here they say, um, the Democratic Party favors new scanning technology to detect drugs and weapons, improvements in infrastructure, ports of entry, and more personnel, including more immigration judges. Yeah, because so, yeah, all of this seems very medieval to me. Like, wall, might yeah. as well just build a moat there, too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Put some sharks in it, you know, make them swim across the moat. The moat actually might be more effective, frankly. But yeah. Uh, but I, my thought is that a wall is just, you know, it's not going to do too much. And, I mean, let's face it, if you put something like that in front of somebody, they're just trying, going to try and scale it. They're just going to try and figure out a way around it. Or tunnel under it. But think about it. The people who actually, you know, are enraged, demanding the wall, like, I think of them, so we're driving along the highway here, and we have this concrete barrier in between, you know, right. different traffic directions, and it's not a super high wall, but when I think of those people wanting their wall, I look at this and think that's what they want, but 50 feet high. Just a complete cement wall with no... Right. I'm like, you're not going to get that. No. That's not what your wall is, but I really think that that's what they think it is. Right. And so... Just do lasers. <laughs> Trip the laser. Trip the laser. The wall comes crashing down. Yeah. Something. Um, but yeah, if they had... I mean, and if you created better technology, that means more jobs for to sure. me because you're sure. talking about more engineers, more Although people then, who have to come up with the ideas that would fuel this thought of a better way of doing things. Well, so, but Inventors, then, engineers. Yeah, but then you're catering to the more educated people in society, which is not Trump, who Trump likes to, to whom Trump likes to cater, I will say. Right. So the wall, right, then you have your construction workers, you have your manual laborers, and they're getting the work. However, I find it fascinating. I'd love to know the statistics on that, like um, white people versus minority people. Well, and again, you know, there could be some manual labor involved, obviously, but what I'm saying is, is like, you could, you, you, and you said it before, you, when you create Border Patrol mm-hmm. yeah. in a way that is or 2019. Yeah. I mean, we're talking. Yeah. We have a lot more capability. Yep. That would mean putting people, jo- inventing things, yep. engineering, yep. even some construction workers, people who can put it all together, maintain because you're going to need to maintain it. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's that's where you should be looking. But yeah, but don't make a dumb wall. Make a smart wall. Right. Use the hashtag use smart the, wall. Hashtag smart wall. Use the you know, intellectual resources and the human effort resources that you have available to you. And yeah, fine. Make this, make America number one in border security. Right. Great. But you don't need $5.7 billion to build a stupid wall. No. A 
stupid wall. Literally a stupid wall, not a smart wall. Oh yes. my goodness. I just I'm just fascinated by when this shutdown is actually going to end. I you know what and, and ultimately as you feel the same way, I just I really feel for all the people who have to deal with this. I mean food banks are overwhelmed right now. Oh my people gosh. Can't pay their bills. Did you see what the commerce secretary said? Oh yes, and I was Could like you, you believe are that an old Fart, dumbass. Oh my! And then he had to take God. it back. He was back on the news saying, "Well, I didn't, you know, I forgot how he worded it, but it was basically." He's like, "I'm a rich white man, so yes. I have no idea yes. what even a food bank is." Right. So. And, oh no, he said he doesn't know why they have to go. No, I know that. Uh, that's why I assume he took back. He said, yes. "You don't have to go to a food bank. You should just go take out a loan." Yeah, because people get loans all the time. Yeah, and that's the other thing. What about your mortgage? Oh, and then he was also like, oh, you know, and if you have to pay a little interest on that loan, you know, what? whatever. That's like, not okay, the point. You're going to pay it? Just add another expense back on to, you know. Dumbass. <laughs> but you're saying he came back on the news and had to, like, Take recant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, he did. And was I stupid. Think he came and back on CNN. These are the that. swamp people that Trump put into his cabinet. I mean, they're completely out of touch with the American people. And, you know, he, he, he really, you could tell, he really had no sympathy. Like, he couldn't no, even grasp the concept of how most people in this country live from paycheck to paycheck. They yeah. do not have, you know, I mean, if you, most people in this country, if you have a few months of, you know, money that you can use if you're in dire straits, like, you're probably the exception rather than the rule. Right. And I think he had no concept of how federal employees who make a, you know, a range of money but right. still not private sector money no um shocking not shocking but shocking yeah not surprising right but still just shockingly unacceptable Correct. unacceptably shocking i don't know <laughs> i always think i can't ever be shocked again and then i am yeah and it's not even it's uh, it's a very weird you're like i'm shocked but i'm not shocked i'm shocked but i'm not shocked maybe right yeah so i know anywho uh yeah so i have to fly up to new york city tomorrow for a meet i've been following everybody this week i know a bunch of people who are traveling today you know people have been reporting various right. i don't know why tsa would be getting slower unless maybe people are just well what's happening is people are calling in I was going to say, like, uh, well, if I'm not going to get paid, then what's the purpose of me going in? I know, but then you are using your sick days, and you could still get fired Mm -hmm. because you're expected to be there, even if you're not paid. And you're, I mean, I think, I think, I don't know if it's, I feel like there, bipartisan bills were introduced, passed, and Trump has signed that everybody will get back pay once, you know, the government reopens. So that's good. I did see that, but, um. doing anything this weekend i'm happy mm. but i am breaking my fast on sunday i know and that's... someone was gracious enough to give me a gift <laughs> certificate look at who that was to a delightful restaurant in our immediate area <laughs> and i will be breaking my fast at that restaurant nice so i'm looking forward to that that'll be the highlight of my weekend although i might go out and play some tennis 
the highlight of my weekend will be surviving it, probably. That your daughter wins the all-around and comes back with 100 medals. Yeah, I don't like the 100 medals part. <laughs> I wish they had smart medals. <laughs> Where they give you one medal with, like, a QR code on it. Yeah. And then you can just see, like, holographic uh, projections of the rest of your medals. Because one day I'm going to count all the medals we have. I did very briefly see what you had posted on Facebook. I haven't been on it in, like, maybe two weeks. Uh-huh. So I didn't reply, but I am very proud of her. She's awesome. Aww, she's so sweet. She is really funny. She's got, yeah, she has a giggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll see. Every meet's tough. Every meet's different. And Vivian doesn't like it when people come and watch her. So our, mm-hmm. you know, nine-person entourage that will be tailing her around, I'm sure, is going to thrill her to, to no end. How are her hip flexors? Hip flexors. They didn't bring her to the verge of tears. Are they still hurting her? Wednesday. They are still hurting her. She actually has a massage today. Oh, okay, good. So we'll see if that person can help out the hip flexors. And then we might get her some KT tape. I don't know. Yeah. practice with it, though. But she's like, well, maybe it'll help. Then she reminded me, Mom, do you remember when we put that on my shoulder? And then it was my skin to get it off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, dear. Sorry about that. Yeah, that shouldn't happen, should it? I don't think so, but I don't know. There's probably like some recommended way of removing it, like maybe wetting your skin first or. Ask me. They'll know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness. Oh, we're almost there. We're I'm so excited. There. I've had a headache for eight days. Oh, bud. Yeah. Well, I hope this helps fix it, although when I think of headache during fasting, I'm also wondering if fasting has a little bit to do with it. Well, I haven't, I've been eating, I just haven't been eating my regular crap. Right. And this happened last week, and I think it's really all cyanitis. I don't think it's anything to do with fasting, because I've been eating, so. Yeah. I think I just want to keep going, but I just, it it came with going over my eyes. And today I'm actually not that bad. Taking my oil of oregano. Oh, yes. Drinking lots of water, eating properly. So it's all good. Yes. It'll get figured out. It'll get figured out. I know. Suffering. (laughs) (sighs) But here we are. So until we meet again, boys fans. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're back and we're dragging. crawl into bed. However, Why? you know who's home today? Oh. Vivian. <laughs> and she's so cute. She is so cute, but wait until I tell you this story. Oh, okay. So Vivian's um, enrichment course at school currently is chess. Okay. And she was very excited to start this and, you know, so she's into chess now and she asked me last night if I would like to play with her. And so I did play with her. And I won. Oh, okay. And that did not sit right with her. So she got very unhappy, and I was like... She must be related to my son. (laughs) I said, you know, well, let me help you. Like, let me teach you while we're doing it. No. Anyway, she has a little sulking fit. I'm, like, trying to be super nice to her, trying to coax her back. Doesn't work. Right. Then, like, 15 minutes later, she texts me. (laughs) Do you want to play chess with me? As if we haven't had this whole thing happening. Right, right. She needed 
have her moment and her time yeah. to, to really kind of uh, accept what happened. Because she probably thought out of the gate, since I've been doing it, she's a pro. Maybe. Although she has admitted that it's hard. Well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. It's that's. It's all about like uh, strategy. Yes. And so we play like again. Two or th- anticipating. I don't even play it, but I know you have to anticipate it. Your opponent like three or four steps ahead. Ideally, yes. So we play again. She loses. <laughs> she has another meltdown. And we're just like, okay, I can't play this with you anymore. Like, Oh, you're not going to even. No. Well, he's, why is he trying to come over? I don't know. But if he's going to move that low, that's better. Oh, my God. What a freaking a-hole, you NACPC truck license plate U927988. You suck, and we now have your information. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, right. Rockford, Tennessee, BP Express. All right, so what, Vivian, she got upset again. Yes. Then this morning, I'm bringing her home from gymnastics practice at 9 a.m., and she apologizes yesterday. And I'm thinking for yesterday, and I'm thinking in my head, sorry, Daddy already told me I'm not allowed to play chess with you anymore. <laughs> oh, no. There's, there's a history of, um, this is absolutely genetic, and I'm embarrassed to say that as an adult, Jonathan and I were playing chess in this public park up okay. the street from our apartment, you know, where they have, like, the stone chess. Yes. Yeah. It's public. Yes. It's public. I literally threw a fit when Jonathan beat me and wiped all the pieces Of course, Jonathan's gonna beat me in chess because he thinks that's what he thinks. He thinks like two or three steps ahead. Yes, and I think two or three steps ahead, but then I also let everything else crowd in and think of a million. So, and also, I don't find chess so interesting. I don't want to think like that. I'm like, I'm not that interested in thinking that many steps ahead. Right. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm not even good at chess, so, like, obviously I'm better than Vivian right now, but, so I'm like, I'm not even sure how to lose. Like, I'm not trying to win. Right. I mean, my whole strategy is, like, do I want to give up that piece right now? No, so I'm not going to put it somewhere where somebody can right, take it. Right, But that's not a winning strategy. No. <laughs> because you see, I, and I told Vivian, I'm like, you know, you can sacrifice pieces strategically and still win. Yes. Um, and she actually taught me this weird chess rule, and I made Jonathan look it up. I'm like, that can't be a rule. She's like, my teacher says it is. And Jonathan looked it up, and she was right. Wow. Like, what the hell? So, do you know, like, you have your row of pawns set up on the chessboard? Yes. And if the pawns from the original starting position, they can move two instead of one. That's okay. the only time they can move two. Okay. Now, if I move two... And there, you are right next to me. You're in an adjacent square. You can take my pawn as if I had only moved one and you could have taken it diagonally. And I was like, what? That can't be right. And Jonathan's like, it's apparently to discourage that move. I'm like, well, that just changes the whole game of chess. (laughs) And Vivian got upset with me in the first game. 
well, after she lost, of course, because I did that move, and then Vivian says to me, you probably don't know this rule, but I can take this piece now. And after Jonathan looked up the rule, I'm like, well, I'm not moving that piece then. <laughs> and I put it back, and I think she thinks that that's why she lost, oh. is because I took back my pawn move. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Oh, my goodness gracious. But yes, that is the fun of chess at our house, and this would be what say karma coming back around to get me that now I'm having a child that's behaving as poorly as I did <laughs> when playing chess. Well, I'm sure she'll be just fine today. I'm not going to play with her. No, I've I worked, would not. I've worked to do. Yeah. And I've no tennis to watch in the background. That makes me sad. I recorded doubles. Yeah, I think that. I recorded doubles too. I just don't know that I care enough. Yeah. And then, yeah, so... Oh my goodness, so are we on opposite sides? Are you hoping Nadal wins the Australian Open? Wow, okay. Red Silverado, license plate CGJ4893. I think that's Fulton County. Don't you think I won't find out who you are? Now this truck wants to come over. Oh, only because you're nice. Well, that's actually the way it's supposed to work. Didn't you read me that article? Was about letting in? people cut you off when there's a solid line? No, about when you have to let people in. It's like Oh, merging onto the highway yeah. though. This is this is exiting the highway. I don't well, think you I have think to it let, works the same way. I don't think you have to let anyone cut in front of you exiting off the highway. I that's actually dangerous. We well, then that guy that cut you off, you're saying what he did was right? No, 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 no. He, I'm talking about the, this truck. Why? Why does this truck have more Because more he just, consideration? He, yeah, he had a little bit more consideration. He didn't just cut me off. He waited for me to let him in. Gotcha. That guy just cut me off. Oh, yeah. And almost hit me. Yeah. And I kind of wish he had hit the truck in front of him so he would have learned a lesson. Because <laughs> that truck in front of him was much bigger. Now, to here, yeah, this is what I call, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta let them in. This is crazy right here. This is horrible. I hate the roads. Oh, um, so, okay. I don't really care who wins. I just yes. know that, A, I hope it's not a blowout. You want a good match. I, I can't imagine it being a blowout between these two unless one of them gets injured. I just don't know what their record is playing against each other. Everybody, we're talking oh, about Djokovic and Nadal. Oh, I think it's very... Very close. Let me see. I'm, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Let's see. Oops, wait. I don't I want to cancel out of... Djokovic has lost this last several matches. Nadal versus Djokovic head-to-head. Okay. Record. That's probably better. Record. Let's see. We're going to see the stats as soon as I put it on, but they both have two days off because they're playing, not playing until Sunday. Djokovic is leading 27-25. Oh, wow. So that's, I figured he might be a little bit ahead, but yeah, they faced each other 52 times. Oh, so they're pretty almost head-to-head. Almost. Almost. And, of course, I mean, historically, one day, Djokovic will be appreciated as the greater player than Nadal. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Why do you say that? I'll tell you why I say it, because he's the only man since Rod Laver to hold all four championships at the same time. Nadal will never do that. He's currently the only man who's won all nine 1,000 Masters titles. I don't know that Nadal has a chance of doing that. 
and Federer has not done either of those things. And so one of the announcers today during his match said, you know what? He's like, if Djokovic weren't in the age of Federer and Nadal, they're like, there would be absolutely no question that he would go down as like the greatest tennis player possibly with the chance to surpass Rod Lieber. But Federer and Nadal were there first and they're excellent, but they haven't accomplished what Djokovic has accomplished in his career. So, well, as you know, Marissa, I'm always drawn to only the absolute best in sports. And as I've said before, I liked Djokovic from the beginning, even when he wasn't the best. I liked his attitude where he was like, I'm the best and I'm going to be number one and you all can just suck it. I always liked him from the beginning. Yeah. Some people didn't, as we've talked about on this podcast. I miss that he's not as funny as he used to be. Remember when he used to do impersonations of other people? Yeah. That was a lot of fun. He doesn't do that anymore. I know, but you know what? It, you can do that when you're up and coming. That's true. Because then it doesn't feel like it's fun. funny, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. When you're sitting at the top of the world, tennis world, and you know, then you're like mocking other players. Right. That probably doesn't come off as humorous. But, um, anywho, oh my God, you know what else I heard in the world of sports? What? A New York Jets football player who's at the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, for the weekend, put the Patriots mascot in the hospital and says he doesn't give a shit. How did he do that? He literally decided to run up and attack him. <laughs> I'm like, this, this, like, within the last day or two. Because I know that a Jets player is now playing for the Cowboys, but I wonder if that's the same person. No, this guy's with the New York Jets. He's, like, their Pro Bowl representative. I can't, I think it's going to be, like, Jamal Adams or something. Oh, I have to find out what he did. He literally ran up and tackled. Okay, like, during their activities on the field, like, you know, they have the game, but then they have all this other stuff leading up to the game. Oh. You know, it's like in the NBA All-Star game. Like, this is the this is the NFL's version of the All-Star game, the Pro Bowl. Well, that I know, but did the Pro Bowl already take place? No, 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 no. It's it? tomorrow. It's Sunday. Oh, okay. But so they're all there so doing gotcha. free activity stuff. And, you know, I guess teams must have mascots there. And so he just ran up to them? Yeah, ran up, tackled them, and put them in the hospital. And is saying he doesn't regret what he did and he doesn't care that he put the guy in the hospital. I'm like, well, so let's see. Maybe when you get sued or fined by the NFL or perhaps arrested for battery, um, maybe then you'll care. That's all very odd. Some people were speculating, was it like part of a, like a planned ruse or something? Yeah. But. Why would you randomly do that? I know. Uh, let me see if this guy, Jamal Adams, mascot, let's see if that gets anything. You know, I hear these news clips, and I feel like there's more to it, because it's like, what? Why would you do that? Yeah, said, Jamal Adams' tackle reportedly sent the Patriots mascot to the hospital. Jet safety Jamal Adams said he wasn't trying to injure Pat Patriots when he tackled the Patriots mascot. On Wednesday at the NFL Pro Bowl Skills Challenge, reports ESPN's Michael uh, DeRocco. So let's see. 
I mean, what was being reported was the guy didn't care that he put him in the hospital. Uh, he, the mascot, was running around and everybody was booing him. So I said, you know what? Let me go tackle him, Adam said. I didn't hit him that hard, man. All jokes aside, I didn't hit him that hard. I don't know what's really going on, but they did tell me he's in the hospital. My intention was never to hurt him. It was all just a joke, but I definitely want to check on him and make sure everything is good. Oh, okay. Well, this is not what was reported before. He literally was like, I don't care. (laughs) He tweeted out the footage yesterday. He said, this one is for every Patriots hater out there. I got y'all. Okay, so maybe... Adam said the league wasn't happy with him. I swear I saw another tweet where he's like, I don't regret it. I don't care. Now they're they're just changing the news. That's bizarre. Yeah, here it is. Jamal Adams doesn't regret tackle that put Patriots mascot in the hospital. When at, when he was asked about the tackles the following day, he told reporters that the NFL wasn't pleased with him. Alright, where's the part that he He said in a separate interview that he didn't regret the tackle. Does he regret it? But do I regret it? No! He said very emphatically. (laughs) Secretly, he's my hero. (laughs) Marissa! (laughs) That's funny! It's not funny to put somebody in the hospital. All right, but what's he... I hope you guys use him. go to the hospital because his neck was hurting? Like, what? Well, like, the neck's a pretty important part of the body. Is, but what I'm saying is, did he just go to the hospital because he needed a painkiller because it, it hurt? Or is he like in know. the hospital and ha- awaiting surgery? I There's hope he difference. sues him. I hope he sues him. I hope that I, I hope, hope he, pre- he I hope he presses charges, actually. That's what he should do. But he might not. Maybe he knew it was all in good fun and he actually just got hurt. People, I don't think boys so. play rough. I don't think so. I think he would have said that. And he explained it. He said, oh, no, you know, the guy was running around and everybody was booing him. So he made a, you know, spontaneous decision. I'm going to go tackle him. Okay. So maybe he's not that hurt. That's not the point. The point is you don't get to cause somebody else bodily harm. You don't even get to touch anybody in that way without their consent. He could totally have him press charges for battery. And I hope he does. All right. I hope he does. Well, we're going to have to follow up on this. I hope this dumbass Jamal Adams learns his fucking lesson. You don't get to be a part of a shit New York Jets team and touch the Patriots at all. You should learn that during your fucking regular season games and your losing ass piece of shit record. I heart Jamal Adams. <laughs> Marissa? Uh, yeah, I, I just have to get a ride out of here. Do not get these. <laughs> Actually, I should say, do not keep me going. It's don't want bad. me to hit know, apoplectic I... level. No, I don't. <laughs> Anywho, point is, no. I hope the guy presses charges. Let's follow. Let's stay on top of this news clip. If you, I mean, I think about it. If you go it's to the hospital, news, Matt. If somebody puts you in the hospital, no, we've got a primary source here. The guy's admitting he did it, okay, so it's true. not fake news. That's true. Um, so you know, the police should probably actually show up because you have to report, you know, like why you are hospitalized, right? right. So you'll say, this guy physically assaulted me. Right. And so then I would think that the, 
police would be would have to investigate and they would ask you, do you want to press charges? And I absolutely think this guy should press charges. Now, the Patriots are the fact that he just broke a toe. I'm going to laugh really hard. Whatever. Okay, so you're saying I can break your toe. If I think it's funny, like one day I'm just going to decide just for the sake I of humor. I would not sue you or press charges because I know you're just dumping on me because you love me. All right. Okay, well, just be prepared for that one then. <laughs> It's going to happen. Bad, she broke my toe. I know. Probably actually end up breaking your back. Yeah, it's true. You can't control what you're breaking, right? That's true. So. No, I mean, this is very careless and dumb, what this man did. I agree with that. But if it was done just to whatever, I men are stupid. And he sh- is he going to press charges? He probably is. Well, Frankly, if he is an employee of the New England Patriots, which I assume he is if he's running around in a Patriots mascot suit, they will probably tell him not to. And if this guy, Jamal Adams, doesn't step up and offer to pay for his hospital bills, because, I mean, hello, you have to pay to go to the hospital. Like, why should he have to pay when this guy put him in the hospital? Right. But, yes, we don't know the extent of his injuries. Maybe for liability purposes, he was required to go to the hospital. Right. I don't know. Because maybe they're like, we do need to check you out to see how badly you're hurt now. So that if you do decide to sue us. At the end, plus, if, yeah. And then we have, like, a base. Like, right. oh, well, this wasn't. Right. Like, oh, now you have all these chronic neck injuries. Well, mm-hmm. that's not from us. Right. Speaking of hospitals, I hear an ambulance or a fire truck. Where is it coming from? It's always something. It's always something. Go Roswell Fire Truck Twenty One, save the world. I'm very, I'm very keen on calling out numbers and details yes, today. You are. It's a good segment. <laughs> Segue. Sorry to you. While I was getting my Cairo, you did a fact check for us. Oh yeah. Did top Democrats vote for a border wall in two thousand six? Yes. And they Yes. However, it's only half true. What they voted for was a little different than what's being asked of now. Yes, it's 100% true that they didn't vote for the Trump border wall. Correct. But since they voted for a bill that contained border wall provisions, not just border wall provisions, Correct. it is PolitiFact has deemed it half true. Right. So it said the Secure Fence Act of 2006, which was passed by a Republican Congress and signed by President George W. Bush, authorized about 700 miles of fencing along certain stretches of land between the border of the United States and Mexico. Which make it, let me also point out, Schumer, Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, and Obama were all part of Congress, yes. So it says, uh, the act also authorized the use of more vehicle barriers, checkpoints, and lighting to curb illegal immigration and the use of advanced technology, such as satellites and unmanned aerial vehicles. And not moats. Not moats, though. And walls. But this sounds a little smarter. Um, (laughs) It says, at the time the act was being considered, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Chuck Schumer were all members of the Senate. Obama, Clinton, Schumer, and 23 other Democratic senators voted in favor of the act when it passed in the Senate by a vote of 80 to 19. Um, Originally, the act called on the Department of Homeland Security to install at least two layers of reinforced fencing along some stretches of the border. That was amended later, however, through the Consolidated Appropriations Act. 2008, which got rid of the double layer requirement. Currently, 702 miles of fencing separates the United States from Mexico, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. So, how does that compare to Trump's wall? It's like 
Oh, every inter- every intersection. Is this going to be Fire Truck Twenty One? I'm going to laugh. If it no, is. it's not. Because it's now going Maybe in the opposite 22. direction. Yeah, it is Twenty Two. Oh my God. <laughs> that, oh, it's going in the opposite. It's direction. going in the opposite direction. We've got Roswell is exploding as usual. There's been a lot of that, by the way. Yes, I know. I know. I don't know, but I do know how does that compare to Trump's wall? Trump's plans for the wall are vague. But here's what we know. He said the wall doesn't need to run the nearly 2,000 miles of the border, but about 1,000 miles because of natural barriers. Okay, so that is, is that 1,000 more miles, or is he looking to put up just an additional 300 miles of wall? I don't know. I think it's only an additional. He said it could cost between $8 billion and $12 billion, be made of precast concrete. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, and rise 35 to 40 feet or 50 feet or higher. That's just what I was saying. It's so funny. I someone behind us. We well, so are we allowed to move then to get out of the way? No. Because, oh my God. We are not. Experts have repeatedly told PolitiFact that the differences in semantics between a wall and a fence are not too significant because both block people. Oh. <laughs> my God. Still, there are obvious differences between the fence and Trump's wall proposal. A 2016 Associated Press report from the border described, quote, rust-colored thick bars that form teeth-like slats 18 feet high. There are miles of gaps between segments and openings in the fence itself. Trump criticized the 2006 fence as too modest during the 2016 campaign. Uh, let's see. Democrats normally in favor of looser immigration laws saw the Secure Fence Act of 2006 as the lesser of two evils, according to a Boston Globe report that detailed the legislative process. Around that same time, the House passed legislation that would make any undocumented immigrant a felon. It said it didn't have anywhere near the gravity of harm. Angela Kelly, who in 2006 was the legislative director for the National Immigration Forum, told the Boston Globe it was hard to vote against it because who was going to vote against the secure fence? Boston Globe. And it was benign compared with what was out there. Okay. Democrats have described Trump's wall proposal as overkill and too expensive. Recently, Democrats penned a letter to Senate GOP saying border funding should not be included in the latest budget agreement to keep the government open. And so there you go. Well, let's see. Now I want to know when this article was written. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. That's fine. But it it was April 23rd, 2017. That article was written in 2017? Yes. I mean, it reads like, I mean, I guess maybe it was another, I've told you every year the budget, you know, comes up, right? Certain parts of the budget. So that's interesting. And yet it really hasn't changed. Well, here's the summary. Our ruling. Mulvaney said that Obama, Schumer, and Clinton voted for a border wall in 2006. They did vote for the Secure Fence Act of 2006, which authorized building a fence along about 700 miles of the border between the United States and Mexico. Still, the fence they voted for is not as substantial as the wall Trump is proposing. Trump himself called the 2006 fence a, quote, nothing wall, end quote. Mulvaney's statement is partially accurate but ignores important context. We rate it half true. Details do matter. Yes, they do. And I'm glad that I... I didn't found that so quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. I like research. Trump's plan could just... If he'd be at all actually, you know, open to trying to come to a good solution, there would be room to do that, I think. He 
you know what? I, you know what I would like to do? I would like to do what Jamal Adams did to that Patriots dude. I'd like to run up to him and tackle him. Just I would support sense, that. And knock some sense into him. And he does. By get- the way, if the NSA is listening, I'm not really going to do that. But I'm just saying, I would like to. I really support you doing that. I know. And he doesn't get a suit because he's already essentially in like a puppy. I would just like to suit. smack him and say, "Wake up!" I just like to say, "Die already!" Stop! Why not? He's reaching life expectancy for a male. I heard he eats McDonald's every day. I actually, I have to check that fact. I believe it is Kentucky Fried Chicken. What? Okay, <laughs> wait. Let's see. How do we, how do we how do we check That's that fact? Stops. It's Trump's fast food fetish. No. Okay. Habits. I like I like I like fetish okay. for alliterative purposes. <laughs> I don't like how he looks like a monster and his wife is like the complete polar opposite. Like I know. Just these guys are acting together all the time. Alright. Something called the cheat sheet says the real reason Donald Trump always eats fast food will make dot dot dot. Let's see what they have to say. Donald Trump loves fast food. The president famously steers clear of alcohol, but he has some other vices. Trump loves McDonald's. Oh, okay. He generally prefers fast food chains over local D.C. hamburger joints. If you were wondering, Trump likes American cheese, but not pickles on his burger. And Trump also loves extra helpings of dessert. Let's see. One of the reasons is related to a fear that goes back decades. Page 9. But the biggest reason of all has to do with the fact that we read at the president's residence in the White House. Page 10. Okay, you're not giving me anything, and there can't be ten pages of this. I think I heard that he was old. He was on like Air Force One, and he ate Kentucky Fried. Yes, it does say he. Yes. Everyone or something. Yeah, like many Americans, he just likes fast food. Mm, me too. I don't eat it, but I love it. There's nothing more American and more of the people than fast food. Eating fast food probably became a habit on the campaign trail. Like many Americans, Donald Trump doesn't consider himself a foodie. Trump says it's healthy enough. Diet drinks keep his waistline in check. Oh my god, the president initially liked fast food chains for their cleanliness. What? (laughs) Donald Trump is actually a germaphobe. He could even be OCD about it. Trump has another fear. Poison. The president thinks that fast food is his safest option to avoid getting poisoned. Wolf wrote that Trump has, quote, a longtime fear of being poisoned, one reason why he likes to eat McDonald's. What? Nobody knew he was coming, and the food was safely pre-made. That is hilarious. And it, this does say this fear predates his ascension to high office. So it's probably only gotten worse. And he doesn't trust the staff at the White House. Dun, dun, dun. Well, when you treat everybody like crap, I wouldn't trust them either. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, we do love to pick on Trump. We'll it have to put the enough. disclaimer out there again. If you can't handle us picking on Trump, don't listen to this episode. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe you should just listen to it. Maybe they. we should just surprise them. Well, we're pulling back into the hood. Yeah, we are. Oh, my.
this. Yeah, so I can't go with you in two weeks. Awesome. I love people with afros. I'm, and I'm not talking about, like, I'm talking about real afros. All right. Like, Jackson 5, 1970, circa 1975 afros. I think they're cool. I feel like this is a topic on which you could do some research and report back. What type of research? I think you mean what not type of research. <laughs> <laughs> what right. book we read? Oh my god. That was a good book. Wait. What? Dear White People? Oh yeah, Dear White People. Yeah, exactly. That was a book about not touching, well, no, amongst other things. Yes. Not touch a black woman's hair. And then, oh my god, I can't remember where I was in the past few months where I was standing in line. Actually, I think I was at the Charleston Y'all Fest with Naomi. And I actually witnessed it happening to me in line ahead of me. And I was like, oh, my God, it does. I thought wow. I could go my whole life without witnessing this. And somebody did yes! that. Yes. Not even just try it. Succeeded. Oh, I would never do that. I compliment people on their hair, but I would never touch it. Was, oh, my God. Oh, people will touch my hair, too, though, when it's down and it's all curly and stuff. Strangers. That's weird. I know. But you have nice hair. <sighs> well, thank you. But still. Package. Oh, a package. Oh, it's from Target. Oh. Hmm. Maybe that reminds me. Tablecloth. Maybe it's another tablecloth. <laughs> that's right. You know, I'll look at it. If you think you can use it for your wine business, I'll just give it to you. Oh, okay. It's not an attractive color, though. No, they're not a wine. But send no. me a picture. Yeah. All right, people. Peace out. See you. See you next week. Let's see you let's next figure week. out when we can get together. Okay. All right. Maybe it will be a smidge warmer. Maybe. Thanks. No If you liked what you heard, please follow us on Facebook, A Walk in the Park, on Twitter at A Wit Podcast, on Instagram, A Walk in the Park Podcast, and eventually on YouTube when we get our channel set up. For now, you can head on over to our website, www.awitpodcast.com to access everything. Wherever you find us that you can like, follow, and or subscribe, please do so. We'll be your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be your best friends. I mean it. We mean it. <laughs> All right. Bye.